Welcome to Joyful Eating. I'm your host, Jules Clancy, a former food scientist and winemaker turned cookbook author and health coach. I've discovered a simple way to have a joyful relationship with food without sacrificing pleasure or my waistline, and I can help you get there too. Listen on to find out how. Hello, hello. Welcome to Joyful Eating, episode number 57. So today's topic is we prioritize protein, which is one of the core beliefs that we have in the Naturally Healthy Club. But before we talk about protein and how helpful it is, I just have to share my best bite that I had recently. Uh, So it's actually dinner last night. So we got my Irishman and me (laughs) uh, a wood-fired oven for his birthday slash us. (laughs) And so yeah, on the weekend, I um, marinated a chicken with like miso and some rice vinegar and a bit of soy and ginger, like a whole chicken and butterflied it so it was out flat. So marinate that overnight. And then the next day we roasted it in the wood-fired oven. And like, it was just so delicious. Like the skin went so golden and crispy and just, and it was so succulent as well. And it was a good reminder, two things that I was really reminded of. A, like how helpful marinating is for like improving texture as well as flavor. Like it just was just so succulent. And also we really made an effort to get it cooked early so that it had like at least half an hour to rest before we ate. And I think that makes a huge difference with, particularly with chicken, like whole chicken, like just the breast was so juicy, like everything was just perfection. And then we had it with, a, uh, I did some fried rice, egg fried rice for, for the boys. And then I also made a um, shaved pear and cabbage salad to go with it with uh, like a Japanese dressing with sesame and rice vinegar. And it was just, and toasted sesame seeds. And it was just like, everything was so good. It was like, oh, yum. <laughs> oh, and then we had finished it with uh, chocolate chip ice cream that I made in my ice cream machine. <laughs> so it was a very good dinner. So plan for today is I'm going to talk about protein. So basically, I'll share with you like my protein story. So why I, you know, how I came to discover the importance of protein. Then we'll talk about like why, like I recommend and why you should consider prioritizing protein when you're eating. And then we'll talk about like how to know if you're getting enough protein because that can be a bit tricky sometimes. And then also like cover the, you know, but isn't meat bad for you topic. (laughs) Um, And then we'll wrap it up with a key takeaway. So my protein story, basically, um, I shared this in episode four, which was called Eat Meat. But basically, like a couple of years ago, my hair was falling out. It was I was feeling really low energy. I was really worried about the hair loss and it was freaking me out, really freaking me out. I was like getting a bit obsessed with it. So I tried like research and I tried zinc supplements. I tried increasing my iron and like nothing was really helping. And then I just randomly, um, a friend of mine shared an interview with Dr. Gabrielle Lyon a podcast interview with her and she is she's a geriatrician so she trained in like helping people at the end of their life and so she has a really interesting perspective on longevity and she is all about the protein she's like her theory is that really muscle is the organ of longevity and that one of the reasons why people get frail and don't age well is because they don't have enough muscle mass and so she's all about the muscle mass and she's all about eating protein so I was like right okay well I had been cutting back on my protein intake before when this hair loss thing was happening. Like, and I think that was, you know, just there's so much in the media about how meat's bad for you and, we, you know, we should be eating less, more plants. And, you know, I love eating vegetables. So it's not as 
it's not like I struggle to eat vegetables. So it was easy for me to eat more of the vegetables on my plate and be leaving more meat, even though I was still having some, but I really had cut back my intake. So I just went, right, I'm going to do an experiment and see what happens if I really focus on protein and having like a lot of it. So I was having like seven to nine ounces, like 200 grams. So like rather than just eating half the steak, I would eat, but make sure I was eating the whole steak and I would eat the steak first. So I had space for the steak. Um, and it was mad, like within a couple of weeks, like my hair stopped falling out. And it's funny, like even the other, the other day, I actually had a thought, like, oh my goodness, my hair's getting so thick. <laughs> like it was like it's getting too thick. So yeah, like it really made a difference. So after that, and I also really noticed a, the other thing I really noticed a difference in was my appetite regulation. Like it was just, it was easy to like stop when I felt satisfied and I felt satisfied for longer. So, and then, you know, energy level improved. I was just feeling better. And one thing I've done, because this was a couple of years ago, like it's since then, it's been much easier for me to gain muscle. So like I have increased my workouts. Like I do do some weight strength training, but my body is like muscle is just growing like way more easily. And I guess the other thing with my protein stories, like one of the other reasons why I had cut pack is because protein does influence you, impact your blood sugar. So I was in theory, like worried about if I had too much protein that that was going to convert it into glucose. And so I was worried about that. But since doing this protein experiment, I got my blood sugar tested and it's all been fine. So it hasn't had a negative impact increasing my protein intake. So that's basically my story. Like I feel so much better when I do it. So that's where I'm at. So if you're not sure, like let's now talk about like why protein's important, like why I recommend to people to prioritize it. So basically the, the thing with protein is it's the only macronutrient that we don't really store. Glucose gets stored really easily. Fat, we obviously know how that gets stored very easily, but we don't have a, a system for storing protein apart from our muscles. And we don't want to be dipping into our muscles if we're not getting enough dietary dietary protein. So that's something to consider. And then the other thing, like um, protein is really important for satiety and like that feeling of fullness. And there's actually a theory in nutrition at the moment that's being researched that our bodies actually don't look for meeting our a calorie requirement. Our bodies actually look for meeting our protein requirement. So if you're eating a lot of food, but if you're not getting enough protein in that calories that you're eating, then your body doesn't switch on this, that the signals that you're full and that you're satisfied. Your body keeps the hunger signals going because it's looking for the protein. So that's like that's just a theory of nutrition. But I think like from my experience, I would be very surprised if that's not the case. Um, so that's why like if you're eating like a big, you can eat like big bowls of rice and big bowls of pasta and not, and then still like feel hungry later. Yeah, there's a blood sugar roller coaster thing going on. But there's also like your body's still looking for the protein that it didn't get. And I've just really noticed like with my clients that when I'm coaching, people, like everyone comments that, you know, it's so much easier to feel satisfied when they're having a meal that's got good quality protein in it, rather than if they're having pizza or something that that doesn't have a lot of protein. So the other thing with why prioritizing protein is that our protein requirements actually do, like this is well documented, do increase as we age. And I know the Australian government currently already has like a their guidelines for how much protein we should be eating every day. They have one for people under 70, I think, or maybe it's 65. And then they have a a higher minimum for people that are older than that. So actually 
that's already already been studied and there's policy in place. And I think there's actually work at the moment looking at even increasing that requirement for older people even more than the current recommendation. So like it isn't new. <laughs> um, and as I mentioned before, you know, from the work of Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, that you know, muscle is the organ of longevity. And so if we don't have enough protein, then we can't build the muscle or maintain our muscle. And so that you know is where we like get into frailty when we age and all those sorts of things. Um, and yeah, like the other thing, I, the other way I think about this is that, you know, we've evolved as omnivores, like humans are designed, we've evolved to eat plants and we've evolved to eat animals. And the, the other thing is, you know, protein foods tend to be very nutritious. So particularly like if you look at meat, like it's not just the protein that you get from that. There's also like really good minerals and some vitamins. Like So meat is a, an easier way to meet your nutritional requirements. You don't have to eat meat, of course, but and we'll talk about a little bit more about that in particular in a second. However, animal protein is getting a lot of a bashing in the media. So I think it's important to just be aware that meat is nutritious. And it's actually, if you look at um, the studies, that it, it tends to be the processed meat that's a problem. And when you tease out like and look at just unprocessed meat, so you know, lean chicken and beef and, and fish and those things, you don't see that same increase in you know, incidence of disease like cancer and things like that. So that's something just to, to keep in mind. So let's now talk about like if you are curious about protein and maybe thinking that it might be something that worth would be fun for you to experiment with. So how do you know if you're getting enough? And basically like I think with all nutrition, like just tuning into your body and just trusting that your body will tell you. So if you feel like your energy levels are good and you feel like your appetite's in balance and you know, your weight's where you want it to be, your hair is healthy and your nails are strong, like your nails grow fast, like, you know, then you probably are getting enough protein. Opposite of that is like you're struggling with your appetite, like got low energy levels. If your hair is falling out like mine was, pretty extreme, or your nails are like always cracking and breaking, maybe that is just your body's trying to tell you that it needs more protein. And what you can do is just do an experiment where you like have a week, protein week, where you try eating, just experiment with eating twice as much protein as you normally would, and then just see how that makes you feel. And see, then you can decide, okay, does this make me feel better? And you'll know. And if it does, then you can keep doing it. And if it doesn't, then you know you know that you your previous amount of protein was okay. Um, so it's really, yeah, it just comes down to experimentation. And then before we wrap up, like, let's just talk about this, like, but isn't meat bad for us? And I guess first thing is like, you don't have to eat meat in order to prioritize protein. Like eggs are a really amazing source of protein and tofu is also a good, really good source of protein. So it is possible to, to prioritize protein without um, eating meat. But if you are willing to include animal protein, it does make it so much easier. It gives you so much more variety. And also like just the quality of the protein, like the types of amino acids that are in animal protein tend to be like more beneficial and easier for us, our bodies to use. Whereas if you look at like, you know, quinoa, yes, it's a complete source of protein, but you need to eat six cups of quinoa to get the same protein as you would in like a five ounce, like 150 gram piece of chicken. So, you know, just from an energy intake perspective, like meat is so much more nutrient dense. So you don't need to eat as much meat to get the same amount of protein. Um, so, and I went into a lot of detail on 
that myth that meat is bad for us back in episode four. So if you are curious about that, go and have a listen to that. Other thoughts I have around this. Um, so, you know, there's a lot in the meat about it, like eating plants is going to save the planet. But the thing is that if people are overeating, like, and there's, we have this obesity epidemic, it doesn't matter whether we're eating plants. Like if we're consuming all these resources and so much obesity, like, that's going to kill the planet anyway. Like we, we can still overeat plants. Like it's not just like that's going to be this magic solution. You know, what will make a difference is stopping that obesity epidemic and helping people to learn to listen to their, their bodies and eat, you know, eat the right amount of food. So stopping overeating. And, and I'm like totally not an environmentalist, but I did hear recently you know, that the sugar industry uses just as many resources as meat production. So if you're thinking about about, you know, what's the real opportunity here? Like meat's very nutritious, sugar, not so much. So like, shouldn't we be looking at moving away from processed indulgent treats and, you know, encouraging people to eat more nutritious whole food? Anyway, rant over. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's just wrap this up. So if you do want to learn the skill of like learning how to like really listen to your body and learning to tune in to your own nutritional compass and trust yourself around food, then I invite you to join the Naturally Healthy Club. So it's my six-month coaching group, which gives you a personalized, simple, doable process to change your relationship with food so you enjoy eating well automatically and you feel good in your clothes. So we enroll twice a year and for details on the next enrollment, just either click the link in the show notes or you can go to my website, which is Stones soup. So if you Google stone and soup um, as in a bowl of and click on the coaching tab, then you'll find all the details there. So it's really fun and I would love to welcome you in. Okay. Have a beautiful week and I'll catch you next week. Bye. Before you go, this is the best part. So if you enjoyed Joyful Eating, subscribe to the podcast and I'd love to send you a copy of my free cookbook called Six Ingredients, 20 Minutes, Simple Whole Foods for Joyful Weeknight Dinners. It's full of easy recipes, so delicious they'll satisfy even the biggest food snob. Just Google Stone Soup and you'll find it.